Welcome to Alter Comics Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Jared. And I'm Laura. And hey, I got a question for you. Would you rather something good happen with bad stuff or something other good with other bad stuff happen? This sounds awkward. Good stuff with bad stuff. Okay, that is a trick question. <laughs> Not <both>. the other. <clears throat> so, is that the first one or the second one? Neither this, that, nor the other. Okay. Uh, so what it means is that's just our our theme for today's main subject is. It's confusion? A, it's a would you rather, not necessarily confusion. <laughs> I mean, confusion, I think, will be part of it, but it would you rather. Uh, last week when I was coming home, before we did the podcast, I was like, you know, it was good that so-and-so didn't read my mind because I was thinking bad stuff. I was like, oh, but maybe if I could read their mind. So I was like, oh, that could be a topic. So this week's is would you rather A or B? Uh, I'll start off with what I came up with on the drive home last week. All right. Would you rather have telepathy, but the other person can know what you're thinking, or have telepathy and you can never shut it off? Now, and I want to say that they know what you're thinking, like, I'm going to put some little extra rules on a little bit, just for convenience sake. So for every time, however much you read their mind, they can choose when they can read your mind. So it's not even immediate. It's a, oh, you know what? They owe me one. So I'll read their mind right now, regardless of distance or whatever. Oh, man, that was going to be my question is, does proximity matter? Proximity, Can I, like, read their mind and take off? I'm going to say proximity matters okay. for when it's always on. Okay. Just because you'll go insane if you can read everybody yeah. everywhere. So let's say while it's always on, it'll be whoever's in the same building as you, or roughly a building amount of space, even if you're outside. So, I don't know. Whatever you want to picture that as yourself. Let's go with a single-story house or something like sure. that. That kind of radius. Sure. So, which which would you rather have? It always on in that radius, or you can pick and choose. However, they get to pick and choose the return on you. I and, think... And they don't know when you're reading their mind. And you don't know when they're reading your mind. Mm. It's just it's even tit-for-tat sort of thing. I think I'd have to go with it always on. Okay. I don't think, I think I'd I want people reading my mind. I get weird. Yeah, yeah I think a lot of mean <clears throat> things. There's See, definitely a lady at work that I call the troll lady in my head. Yeah. That's not nice. Well, that, that happens. <laughs> See, for me, I don't know. I, I would think I'd rather do the trade at will because depending on, all right, so let's say one building space, you know, one room space, one house space. What if you go to a concert? Oh. What if you go to anything Anywhere, really, where there's a decent amount of people congregated. That's true. The amount of noise and how, like, it'd be almost deafening at that point. Now, on the other side, you could just choose not to use it. No, no, it's, it's always on. No, no, no. I mean, if you if you can read my thoughts and I can read yours. Right, right, yeah. You can ch- I could choose not to do exactly. it so you couldn't read my Exactly. Mind. So that's why I would rather do the, I'll choose the trade because it's, it's fair trade at that point. If I feel like I need to read what your mind is at that one point, then whatever. But versus it always on. Yeah, the always on, you'd have to isolate yourself at some point, you know. Right. Just so to get away from it all. I mean, theoretically, you'd be able to tune it out. Theoretically. But say it's, I don't know. Like, it'd be weird. Because I don't know how you do volume control. Like, if you're talking in the same room with someone, oh, the further away, the quieter it is. Versus if it's in that bubble, it's automatically on regardless of the volume. Hmm. Maybe there's still a distance volume in that to, like, the further someone knows away in the house, it's harder to hear them, but you can if you focus. 
But this is another caveat. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, was this an Xavier story ever? Because he's a mind reader, te- telepathist, uh, whatever I, the right word is for that, mentalist. Telepathist. I, I like I be- that. I believe they <laughs> talked about it with like when Jean Grey developed her powers and stuff. Okay. Especially when she had the Phoenix Force when it amped everything up, basically. Yeah, I seem to remember them talking about the voices in my head, I can't stop them. Yeah. Hmm. So like, I'll still stick by my, I'd rather a trade even time, like you choose whatever you want to read mine. I'll choose to read yours, whatever I want. Because yeah, it's something. The, having the on off button is a wonderful thing to have. Yeah. Is it only one person too? Like you and one person trade thoughts no, only? As, as many people as you want. Like okay. Say I read yeah. Joe Schmo, who's ever listening. I read their mind. Then they can choose to read mine, whatever. Not like oh, they can read yours because I read yours also. It's they choose the one they read mine. It's only connected to me. Okay. Sort of thing, or to yourself, I should say. Okay. At first, I thought it was like just between you two. Right. I already have some of that with emergencies. Like, have you ever had that with your family? Like, you're thinking about something and it's important, and all of a sudden they call. It's usually, sometimes that's a coincidence, but I like to think it's family telepathy. Yeah. Or it's same. We're same with like jokes. It's like, oh, I was getting ready to say that same joke or whatever. Hmm. So yeah, that I still stand by my. I, I want to have an on-off switch. Like, I'm going to be able to choose. Like, oh, with that argument, I'm on the fence. Because also, for yeah. me, there's a lot of times I don't care what you're thinking. Right. Can so, confirm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that... The on-off switch and just choosing not to use it, that'd be better than... All the time. I mean, all the time. Sure. I guess it depends on what your life goals are, too. Like, oh, mm-hmm. if you need to sell something to someone, like, you are 100% commission-based... Well, you know how to manipulate them based off reading their minds at that right. point. But then they can read your mind and just see, hey, you're just manipulating no, I, me. No, I'm saying for the all the time. Oh, on. for the all the time. Mm-hmm. Always so on. then like, it could be good, actually. Unless you get too popular, then there's too many people around and yeah. then it drives you nuts. So, hmm. yeah. That's a tough yeah, one. Yeah, I, I think that I would still choose always on because if I had the choice to turn it off and was afraid of someone reading my mind, I would never use it. And then it'd just be a lost power. So I would That's have true. to have it always on or I would almost never use it. It would be such an emergency situation that it would be com- almost completely useless. At a certain point, I'd be like, I'm gambling with it. I don't care if you can read my mind anyway. I got what I needed out of this. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just try to time it right when you're thinking. Although, well, but there's no timing. You never things. know. But if the other person knows that they can read your mind, if they think like a notification on your phone, ding, someone just read your mind. Okay, I want to read their mind because I want to see what they get. They'll immediately use it. So I read your mind. I'm changing my subject. You just wasted your reading mind now. Because I, I got the sneak attack on that. Is this the shinning? Sort of like that, yeah. <laughs> Don't come that, between this time and this. That's, that's Willie's time. That's how I try to manipulate it. Like, all right, ah, I just read your mind. I'm like, then. Start thinking about cats. Or you're reading my mind. You're reading my mind. You're reading my mind. And like, well, that was a waste. Like, yeah, I read your mind. Oh, uh, well. Well, that sounds like you Boy, knew it beforehand know. then. Well, I'm saying, but the person would get a notification. Like, I know I'm going to read your right. mind. So, and then you get a notification that, hey, so-and-so read your mind. You want to read theirs? And then I'll automatically, okay, chances are they'll probably cash in right now. Because yeah. they're curious what I, what, why I wanted that information. Right. So I'll just change what I'm thinking about just to mess with them. So wait, I'm confused. Did they get a pre-notification that you're about no, to read their they mind? No, a notification after they read their mind. Like, hey, you now owe this person. Like, you don't get permission to read your mind. You owe one mind read. Yes. Like, hey, I want to read your mind. I'm going to read it now. And then you, then you get a ding. You can read their mind now. Okay. Notification. 
is the way I'm picturing it. That's a See, tough I think one. I'd almost rather have the notification of what did they read. Well, but the, the question is a, a trade for trade, though, not yeah. what did they get. I mean, chances are you knew what you were thinking about at the time, so you'd know what you read. <laughs> have okay, you I met said, me? I said theoretically. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what I thought 10 seconds ago. What well, are yeah. we doing? Uh, What's our topic? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I thought that was a fun one. That is a fun one. Uh, I Jared. still think I'd go back and do... The proximity? The proximity. Yeah. I'm still I'm all on the in. fence. All in secrecy. Always on. All right. Jared, what is a this or that that you come up with? Um, I'm going to kind of rip off um, X-Men and Smallville. Um, if you had heat vision, would you want it to be like uh, Cyclops where it's always on? Or... In Smallville, Clark Kent uh, got his heat vision from being aroused. Okay, so with that, do you still have the Cyclops visor where you can catch it? Or is it like you have to keep your eyes closed? Mm. Or do you have some device you can still see? Like, are you basically blind? Or can you have a device, a visor that he has? Ruby-colored lenses. Yeah. Because hmm. it is rubies, right? That... Yeah, I think so. Okay. Because that has a big determinant on it. Like, oh, that place I can never see ever again. Then you can just wear sunglasses the rest of your life. Hmm. Well, you I'm can say... see. You just destroy everything you see. Right. <laughs> so if it's true Cyclops, where I'm going to say not true Cyclops. You're going to burn through. No matter what. Whatever. So that's the way except, Clark Kent Except is. for your eyelids. Yeah, except for your eyelids because you're strong enough to handle it, I guess. That, that, that's an easy one for me. I, I do the wall of rouse because then you just close your eyes. Yeah, that that's true. Time. Versus if you're at Cyclops Visors, then you, no matter what, it's always right. on. You could, you're basically blind. You're right. choosing to be blind at that point. No, I'll, see, I'll go. I thought he could still see. It's just, yeah, he still destroys everything he sees. Yeah, but if he had the visors on, you could actually see and not destroy everything. Right. So Catches and dissipates the laser. Right. So mm. if it's maybe that one's not as good as I thought. Well, because well, at that with these parameters, I'd choose the arousal yeah. one also at that point. You just, oh, I need to close my eyes. <laughs> Versus, oh, I can never open my eyes. Yeah. Basically. So, but unless we do like Cyclops, where you have the visor, then if you have the that, visor, that then does it, change it up a little bit. Yeah. Because then at that point, huh, I mean, at that point, sure, I can live with rose tinted glasses. At that point. Yeah, I think I could too. So, uh, yeah, I all you got to do is move choice. them to zap things instead of if you need to zap something, you have to get aroused. Right. So, yeah, at that point, if it was true Cyclops where you have the ruby glasses, I would choose that then. If it's nothing can stop it, then the arousal. <laughs> Which one would you Ditto. choose? This... Same as you guys. Yeah. Okay. All right, Laura, did you come up with Yours one? Yours was tougher. <laughs> I put I... extra parameters in mine. <laughs> oh, mine's not all that great because I had trouble with this, like, understanding the topic as usual. I don't know why I, I can't always get my head around what you guys are talking about. Um, but I was thinking about languages. I would love to be able to understand people no matter what language they're speaking, like Arabic, French, whatever. Also, it crossed my mind when I was walking the dog, animal languages, too, could be fun. That'd I don't, be cool. I don't know how that caveat should fall in there. But I suggested that um, maybe even though you know all the languages and you can understand them, maybe you can't speak all of them. And you had suggested, well, maybe you can't read or write all of them. So being the what-if, mm. being the opposite. Yeah. So yeah. you know all of them, but you can't speak it versus you know all of them, but you can't read or write it. Yeah. You can understand language when it's being spoken to you. Can you read it? 
I think that you can understand and read them all as well. Okay. But you can't, for some reason you, or wait, no, I guess one of them I did say you couldn't read it. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't think this out right. I definitely thought it was more of a, like, what you can tell them. Like, can you communicate back? So or can they only communicate to you? So you understand it by reading it and hearing it, but you cannot, you don't know it, so you can't write it down because it would just be. Yeah. Oh, the way I was thinking it right there, it was uh, you can understand it all the way around or, you know. You can take it you, all in. Yeah, but you can only speak it or you can only write it. That's the way I was thinking right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's more of the, the idea I was, the base idea I was going with. So if you could, if I can take it all, then I would go with speaking it. Then, like, yeah, I don't know, that because there's so many sense. stories and stuff like that. But if you can still read it, if you can take it all in, be it reading or spoken, oh, but you yeah. can't write it down, or you can't say it out loud, I'll, I'll just go with I, I can't write it down because I'll have hey you that speaks this language tra transcribe what I'm saying. Mm, that's mm. true. Hire somebody else. Yeah, this was kind of a no brainer. I feel like now. <laughs> but. Let's go back to the other option that was the, you can take it in, but you can't express it out versus what did I say again in the text? I forgot. Um, can't read or write at all. So yeah, I can take it in, but I can't read it or write it. Like I can hear it. I can hear everything mm. in, but I cannot read it or write it. It's written down. It's, it's, I, it's gibberish at that point. For me, it's kind of like. When you watch Star Wars or any other sci-fi show, where they may make it up languages like, oh, this is an ancient language. Well, but you're translating it so I hear you, but I can't just read it because I, right. I don't know what it is. I would do the, I can't write, I can't read it then. Yeah. Still. Like, I'll, I'll take it in. Still, yeah. Because once you, once you said that you could get somebody to transcribe it for you, I mean, you can get somebody who speaks the language and understand them to read it to you. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one I have is you can teleport safely to anywhere, but it's random. Like you can choose, hey, I want to teleport. Boop, random. You don't know where you're going to land on Earth. On Earth, let's just say. Randomly, safely on Earth at will. So it's not going to drop you in the middle of the ocean. Right. It's going to be a safe space. Right. And you're not going to be like inside of a wall or like mid like, oh, my right arm is on the right side of the wall. The rest of me is on the left side. No, no, it's you are safe physically. Yeah. Uh, and the alternate would be uh, you can teleport wherever you want, whenever you want. However, you have to be able to spell correctly wherever you want to go. Oh, that's mean. Ooh. What if it's in, is it the Netherlands where their their words are like oh. three feet long? And <laughs> the... That would... The more inaccurate you are at your spelling, the farther away it goes to where you want to go. Like, the more inaccurate your teleportation is. That would be good for every day going to work and back home. Right. That'd save on the commute. Absolutely. And Does I'm, Google still work? I can work? spell Lima. You have to spell it out loud. No, you're not allowed to use technology to help. <laughs> like, you have to be able to... You have to, you have to know the, the letters. Because it's like a Stargate where you're dialing the code. You uh, have to know the code or the location. I think, ooh, the random though. The random, you can travel the world and see yeah. all sorts of anything and everything. However, what are the odds of you getting traveling home? Oh, well, yeah. Depends until you just keep doing it randomly until you get to an airport, then fly back home. Potentially, yeah. Versus the spelling. Well, if you do something like, oh, 
I have other simple needs. Oh. I'll just go to Meyer. I'll go to Walmart. I'll go home. Wait, but there are like a bajillion Myers. Doesn't matter. You just take your goods. Like, all right, and then teleport home with the with the groceries. I no, mean, but I mean, like, there's a Meyer in Lima. There's a Meyer in Finley. There's right. a Meyer. It still gets the job done, though. Right. You could go to the teleport to the Meyer in Finley, grab your stuff, and teleport back home. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter which one you but go you, to. At that you point. said it was spelling. So do you have to spell out Meyer Finley? Mm. I don't know. Or do you just spell out Meyer, and how does it know? Yeah, how does it know? It's uh, going to take you to some guy named Meyer's house? At that, at that point, how does it know random, either? So Well, random's easy to know, because you don't know. <laughs> you just go. <laughs> for day-to-day living, I would say spell it out. Easily. Yeah, for day-to-day. But if you want to travel the world... But I'm saying for your life. For my life. For your life. Not necessarily current life you're living, but for a <laughs> for your entire life... I mean, you get a lot more adventure with the random. Yeah, I think I would go random. And I'm going to say, see the world. I want to say both of these, you can have a buddy system. You can take someone with you if you want. Okay. <laughs> and random. I'd go you're, random. You're a full random? Yep. Chaos theory? Do the chaos theory. Laura, which I, one would you do? I think I'm a decent speller and I don't care enough to go places. <laughs> I would stay home all the time if I could. Well, so, how, how, how specific is it? Let's say I want to go to New York City. You do should I have probably to, pick an address. Do I have to pick, like, um, well, I want to go see Times Square in New York City, or... Then you I to, think you should, because uh, New York's a Times big City, place. Times Square, New York. Like, you might be able to... You can do generic right. stuff, like, all right, I just want to go to Ohio, okay? Like, random spot in Ohio. Just drops you done. random spot in Ohio. Because you weren't specific enough, that's on you, but you know how to spell it. Right. Like, hey, <laughs> I'll go to France. All right, France. Anywhere in France. Could be... Normandy, the Eiffel Tower. Anywhere, Wait. yeah. That Italy, Eiffel Tower, or is Paris? Paris, right? Yeah. Okay, I just leading Tower of Pisa. Yeah, is that's Italy. right. Yeah, my brain just flip flopped okay. there for right as I said it. For me, I think I would take random. I think random is the yeah. way to go because yeah, so I can drive to work and stuff. You can find a way home eventually, and like yeah, okay. If It'd it's be truly fun. Every random, single way, every single weekend, just randomly pop in somewhere and check check something out. However, if you're on the opposite side of the world, then. Well, how am I going to randomly get home in time for my job? Yeah. Hope for the best. At that point, you just Self-employed. Be, be an influencer, do social media. Like, all right, hey, I'm traveling here. Hey, I'm here. Hey, I'm here. And make yeah. a living off of well, that. that. Yeah. Make a living off your travels. Hey, I traveled here today. Right. Yeah. That adds another caveat, though. What can you take with you? Can you have... I'd say everything uh, on your person. Okay. Be like a knapsack. Nightcrawler rules. Whatever you're touching. Okay. Okay. Just for sake of ease. Yeah. Because yeah, I was going to say, if you get there and you don't have a camera or something, like... Is yeah. being an influencer influencing anything if you can't communicate? Do you have another one on your <laughs> list, Jared? Yes. Um, may not be very good, but um, I've thought about the flight. Okay. If you could fly, but you could never turn it off. So mm. you hover? So you hover constantly. You can, If you're way up in the sky, you can angle down and fly back down, but you're always going to like fly. You'd have to like tether yourself so to the ground or something like that. It's not necessarily flying. You have no gravity. At that point, mm, well, that's, you, you that's control true. you control where your no gravity goes, but it's basically no gravity. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Or, oh shoot, what was my other negative? 
mine was flight and if you could fly but you can never turn it off so it's uh you lack gravity pretty much okay. but you can control it so basically if you're sleeping or something you have to be tethered down or, or inside or where you're inside floating a room, a, against a ceiling yeah who cares if you're tethered like down that. if you're inside just shut the door and or good. You wake up only, on the ceiling or you can only do very 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 short bursts of flight or even like you only fly off like two inches off the ground right something like that <laughs> yeah to where it's not really feasible or useful? I would do these short bursts because say you fall off a cliff. Oh, back, like Wiley Coyote. Just don't look down. Just get back on solid ground. Versus, oh, yeah, I can fly into the sun. No, you, you can angle back down and fly back down. Yeah, but... but I don't know if I trust your short burst off a cliff to count as short anymore, though. Like the cliff increased... Well, is, the distance. Is, is the distance off the ground short or like duration short? Duration short. Oh, my so, bad. Okay. And, I mean, and like, what is your short? Like 30 seconds? 15 to 30 seconds. Okay. So less first. than a minute. Yeah. Less than a minute much, first. Much less than a minute. Or another one could be you're always going to have a rough landing. Ooh. Oh. How rough? Yeah. Are how, we broken? How rough is rough? Well, I Can think I it, survive? It's going to depend on... Um, Okay, get rid of the time, the limited short burst. If it was, uh, you're going to crash land somehow, it depends on like how high you are up or how fast you're going. Get you can point. go normal human speeds in terms of, you know, it's not like super speed flying. This is... So fly all the time or whenever you land, the velocity has a direct impact on how bad your landing is. Yes, so physics-ish. Yes, so physics-ish. <laughs> um, oh. See, part of me was like, oh, I'll just do the, as bad, however bad it is, because I'll just basically smart I'll mar- I'll, Or I'll Marty McFly myself, and I'll just I'll hover, like a hoverboard everywhere. That could be cool, too. That could be cool. However, at that point, why not just fly all the time? Right. Like, oh, no, I I'm, think... I'm flying on accident. Well, I'm indoors, so it's fine. Or I'm outdoors. I still control my flight. Oh, well. I think I would choose flying all the time. Yeah, that that would be hard to not do that one. Yeah. Because, yeah, as long as you can control it, all right, well, I'm going to be flying, flying downwards, it would be so tough. I'm walking. <laughs> it would be tough if you're, like, outside and you're talking to somebody and you're just keep starting to drift away. Maybe you're away. distracted. Well, you know, you've got to tie yourself down a little bit. You're in a really good conversation. You're not paying attention no, no, no. that you're floating away. Your okay. type of control is you're going to float away, but you can like angle yourself back down and come back down as See, part of the flight, not as like I'm going to hover right here and control it. Wherever direction I'm you are vertical. Up. Yes. How about that? Yes. So if you're laying down yeah. sideways, then you're you're scooting forward like on the ground. Yes. If you're standing up, then you float up. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. the way I was envisioning. So I can't it. just stand upright and just like, oh, I'm going to force myself. To keep, I'm going to no, force myself to keep flying down. Float up. Yeah. I'll just stand upside down. And just I'll yeah. fly upside down. Talk to people upside down constantly. Right. When they ask you, can... "What are you doing?" You just say, "Headstand." <laughs> Make sandwiches with our feet and give high fives. Be great. I'm picturing too, like when you're trying to sleep and you're like auto flying and you're like banging into the wall and you can't <laughs> sleep because you just keep tap, tap, tapping. On Safety the first. Wall. Wear a helmet. Yep. There you go. Wear a helmet <laughs> at all times. Life's hard. Wear a helmet. So, but I was thinking, get like uh, some type of rope or something that you could just kind of tether yourself to something constantly. So if I was sitting in a chair, just have a seatbelt. Okay. Yeah. That'd, you be, know. that'd be fine. I, I think I'd still choose flying all the time. Even though, like, you can't turn it off, but, like, 
Yeah. I don't know. It'd you cool. can fly. Yeah. You'd or, have to live through it to decide ooh. if it didn't work. But if you, if you keep the human element, what if you couldn't go too high, the lack of oxygen? That's definitely already true. So what if you pass out? And then you're dead. Then you just keep floating. Then you're dead. Then, you, then there's no more mm-hmm. suffering. So get yourself <laughs> tethered to the ground. Yeah. If you Laura, fly and can't control it, go to the ground. Laura, what would you choose those, those two options? I do think I would probably fly all the time because I, I definitely think I would be tempted to go far and then I would have that consequence of going very far and hurting myself. Although part of me is also now thinking about like frog hops. Do little jumps to get where you're going. Yeah. But that would still take a long time too if you have to control your landing. Oh, yeah. So I, I think I would stick with the all the time. Flight. At least that one still has the on off switch. Like you can still yeah. shut it off and just not use it. But yeah. Uh, Last one I have on my list. I don't know if you have another one on your list or not. Nope. Okay. I sucked at this. Last one on my list. Well, we've got we have had plenty of time on this to fill, so it's okay. Uh, is you live forever, but you still age. Like you still get mm-hmm. old, like your body still degrades. Or uh, you never age, but one bone breaks in your body every month. Every month? Every month. Does that heal too? Yeah, it heals. Okay, I was going to say. But, <laughs> that's really like, good. Well, does it, does it take it normal breaks, length? Like there's it been... Breaks, whatever bone it is, it breaks on the first of the month. It's healed by the last of the month. So, all right. So you're always dealing a with a broken period. bone. You're always okay. dealing with a broken bone. Always. Now, sometimes it can be oh, just the tip of your finger. Oh, well, that's fine. Sometimes, oh, it can be your spine. But you live forever. But there's always that little nagging pain that moves differently. Like, like it'll go, it won't do the same bone twice until all the bones are broken. So you have to break all it's your bones before rotation. it starts doubling up again. Hmm. So. Now, what were the caveats of the oldness again? Like You live forever, but you still age. You still get old. You still deteriorate. Do you deteriorate at a normal Yeah, a normal rate. human rate. So, like, once you hit 100, like, you're going to basically be miserable for the rest of your eternal life. Yeah. Or, so you really only have 100 years. Or you never age, so you're eternal still, but you always deal with broken bone. Hmm. I'd have to go with the broken bone. Because once you... Once you're elderly and There's stuff, your quality returns. of life right. is much less. Whereas, yeah, I might be paralyzed with a broken back this month, but next month it might just be my pinky that's broken. Right. Next month's going to be awesome. This too shall pass. Right. Whereas if you're elderly, that's not going to pass, but you're just going to sit there and... Well, if eventually, like, you would... See, I don't know, because, like, the live forever, but you still age, is that, like, Wolverine? Like... He theoretically can live forever, but he does get older. Just it's a very slow scale. So as far as we know, it's forever. As far as we know, yeah. Right, and it's not like you're immortal. Like it's just you can. Right. So it's like Indiana Jones. Like, oh, you have eternal youth. You can still die though, but while you're still alive, you're you're young. Yeah. I think I missed the point of this topic. I thought it was live forever, like you're eternal, but you're or, not young. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you're, I don't know the scale which you would deteriorate, but you'd still, your body would deteriorate along the way. See, the scale makes all the difference, though, in eternity. So, yeah, I think at this point, not knowing a scale, I would pick the one bone a month. Too. So would I. Like, I think I would, too. Because... Some months are going to suck, but others are going to go really well. Yeah, right. for all the bones we have, 
I, I think statistically speaking, you're going to have more and some more good than bad. Bones. I don't know what they're called. I'm no, you know, uh, I don't know anatomy you're, very you're well. You're not a doctor. Yeah. But like the, uh, in your leg, like in your calf and stuff, the backbone is not a weight supporting bone. So if that one breaks, it may not be painful at all. Or you know, just, you're just going to be on it'd be, Okay, well, I'll be on a crutch or a wheelchair or yeah, whatever. for just a month. Yeah. And then, you know. Yeah, I'm thinking like your, I want to say your femur and your pelvis would knock you out for the month. Yeah. But like the bones in your ears, there's a whole bunch of bones there that, yeah, you'd be deaf in one year for a while probably, but it's yeah. just one month. Yeah. And I probably don't listen to people on a monthly basis anyway, so. No one will even notice. I'll go with that. Broken bones. Broken right. ears. <laughs> so that is our would you rather. I do have a small one. Okay. It's not a would you rather. It's would you choose to have this, but you'd have to take the negative with it. Because I couldn't think of a second negative. Okay. It was super speed. But you're in super speed mode all the time to where you perceive everything as slow. Uh, we talked about this before. Yeah. The alternative would be, or it rain, you get random bursts of super oh, speed. Oh, random bursts of super speed. Yeah. So either all the time, but everything is around you super slow, or you randomly get super speed. I'd go with randomly getting super speed. I don't think I could live in a... I'd, I'd go insane. Yeah, I would go insane going too. slow forever. Yeah. Like if you look at flash time and everyone's like frozen in place, but just slightly moving, you know. And words get drawn yeah. out super slow. That'd be lonely. Yeah, that would that would, that would get old real fast, in yes. my opinion. Yep. I feel like that's my life already, so I'd probably pick the super speed because everyone's already boring the hell out of me. <laughs> no offense, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, listeners, for listening to us. <laughs> so yeah, that that is our would you rather. I thought it went pretty well. Not too bad. So not too unhorn, but too toot. <laughs> so don't you have a sound effect for that? Is there a horn? Uh, there's a sad horn. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, guess we don't need to toot that one. Yeah. So with that, we'll move on to our standard weekly segment, which is books that came out the week of the podcast. So this week is January 19th, 2022. Um, Laura, how about you go first this time? What is a book that you liked that you read this week? Okay. Um, actually, this one made me want to bring it up during our discussion just now when we were talking about... Um, the time, the, shoot. Super speed, what? aging forever. I don't, yeah, no, I don't remember why I wanted to bring it up, but it was like a time travel almost thing. Like, oh, teleporting anywhere. That's what it was. Because, okay, this is a really terrible segue into this book. Anyway, so Bolero number one, at least I assume that's how you pronounce it. It looks um, like. It was by Wyatt Kennedy and Luana Vicchio. And... I I debated talking about this book because it was a little, like, risque. It's kind of definitely rated, it is, I want to say, R. It is adult. Yeah, very about, adult. About as adult as you can get. Yeah. There are some things that they didn't... There are very few things adult-wise they did not show. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it wasn't necessarily gratuitous. It wasn't like, we're just doing this to... To show we can do it. I felt like there were reasons why and it was setting things up. Like, I feel like some of it was just because. Yeah. But not, but all, not all of it. I, I felt it was artist, artist, artfully, artfully done. Artistically. Autistically done. 
Anyways, um, it moved the story. It was there for the story. So yeah. it wasn't just pure shock value. It, yeah, yeah, it wasn't nudity for the sake of nudity. Okay. Yeah, I feel like they were trying to be artsy, and the the main character was a tattoo artist too. So I felt like that's part of it too. She was showing off, well, not necessarily showing off her tattoos, but you saw that she was inked. And it showed her progression from not having any tattoos to oh, time has passed. She has a full body full of tattoos. Oh, that's true. I didn't even notice that. But another thing about the style of the art that I got a kick out of it, some of it was a little blurred, and it really reminded me of the old 3D glasses that you had that were the red and the blue. And I thought that some of the panels were blurred with a red and a blue edge to them, and it made me think, oh, if I get on my glasses, is this going to pop out at me? I think they were there to show the good times versus the bad times. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Maybe I should read it again. Maybe this was a good pick. Like, at the time, I was like, eh, I don't know. Like, but um, hopefully this isn't too much of a spoiler, but I'm going to go there anyway because I'm taking the chance. After they establish the the main character's name was Devin Dagny, and she they they kind of describe her life and give her a baseline, and then they tear it all down. And then she's given this choice. Do you give up everything you have now and you can hop into like another reality, take over your body in another like multiverse, but you have to deal with what's going on and you can do this 53 times. You get 53 shots if you want to keep resetting, 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 but like once you hit 53, you're done. Like you're stuck there. And you you keep, you can never go back to your original reality also. Mm -hmm. And it also... It reminded me a little bit of the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. I don't know if anyone's ever seen that movie where um, it's Jim Carrey and he keeps getting in this bad relationship. And in that movie, you can have someone, just one person erased from your memory. So he keeps ending up in the same relationship because he's supposed to like fate wise be with this girl. But he keeps getting her erased because she's so crazy and they drive each other nuts. And then they keep ending it back together. And they keep doing it over and over. And the only people who know are the people who run the machine that erases your mind. So I'm wondering if it's going to take that route where... Well, I guess it can't because there it's a whole new universe. But I am curious where this girl's going to go because... like They set up a whole lot just mm-hmm. to get rid of it. Like, yeah. 90% of the book is, I guess, spoiler warning-ish... It's her life. Like, why she want, Why she'd be so desperate to, like, I need out of this life. This is my chance. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, and here's a twist. Like, it's not just a, you know, a dramatic story about her and relationships and everything. It's like, no, no. It's really about the different versions of yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's an inter- interesting hook to see, okay, where are you going to go with this? Yep. And, yeah, the, like I said, though, it is a lot of nudity. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. That disappointed me a little bit. Like, I, f- I wish they could have done it without so much of that. Yeah. But at least one other plus to it. At the very end, the author kind of illustrated them doing this little diary snippet talking about how I don't really understand what it was for. But it was not related to the story. But she mentioned, or maybe he, I'm not sure which they. person even drew it or wrote it or whatever. But they mentioned meeting Phil Lord, who was someone who had to do with the Into the Spider-Verse movie. And I was like, oh, there's a Spider-Man reference. Now I like it even more. That's all you got to do is mention Spider-Man, and I'll recommend your book probably. Any way, shape, or form when you're in. 
Well, if you say something bad, like my mom sent me this Saturday Night Live skit where Biden, Biden, quote, quote, air quotes, was saying don't watch Spider-Man. I don't know if I can get behind that one or not. Yeah. But it was funny. Anything in a positive outlook of Spider-Man, you're it. There we go. Okay. So yeah, Bolero number one was something to look at if you don't mind a lot of nudity. All right. Jared, well, how about you? Um, I liked uh, Devil's Reign X-Men. I thought that was really good. It uh, tied into Devil's Reign. It's got the um, X-Men set up in New York. and uh, This is a three-issue miniseries, too. Oh, it is. Okay, I thought it was actually a one-shot. It actually ended. Like, where it ended it actually could have been a one-shot. Uh, but Yeah. But uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Fisk sends the Thunderbolts out to meet the X-Men and say, you know, you're under arrest pretty much. You're breaking our... Yeah. Anti-vigilante rule. Right. And uh, Emma Frost comes in and does her thing. I don't want to give spoilers because it's it was good. I liked the, what they did with this. Diplomatic immunity is what I'll throw in. So, but uh, yeah, they it was a lot of fun. It was really good. There's did, a good portion of it that's a flashback also. Yeah. To pre-9-11, at least. Yeah. Oh, judging wow. by the Judging by the cover, because the cover has the Twin Towers on it. Yep. So oh. I'm... I'm judging by that, it was a pre-9-11 flashback. Yeah. Which is funny because it made me think of Civil War. We've compared this to a couple times. And didn't Storm at some point say she had diplomatic immunity because she was was, from Africa? Yeah, well, and she was was, uh, T'Challa's wife, so she was the queen of Wakanda then, too. That's what it was. Yeah, it was really cool to see them throwing the past in, like... There's Electra, like there's other st- characters that you don't necessarily expect with the X Men, like Electra, yeah, um, Rhinos in there, I believe, yep. U.S. Agent. Like, there's a whole bunch of well, what are they doing in this X Men book? But right. it's not necessarily just about the X Men. It's about no, it's about the, the Death uh, Devil's Reign. Well, it's about Kingpin. Yeah, uh, Wilson Mayor Kingpin, I should say, because <laughs> they end up correcting like, oh, at least give him like he's Mayor Kingpin. He's not just Kingpin. He's Mayor Kingpin. Um. <laughs> And yeah, his all ties with the villains yep. and deputies and everything. So yeah, yeah, dialogue was really good in this too. It really flowed very well. Yeah, and normally for tie-in for crossover events like this, usually like eh. right. I've enjoyed the Devil's Reign stuff, so I'm like, oh, I'll pick this up. I, it was good. You know, it was solid. I, it was. Uh, first up on my list then will be X of Lives or X Lives of Wolverine. They're doing a. I think six issue miniseries of X lives and X deaths. Um, I don't want to go too much about the story, but it's days of future past Wolverine style. Like, oh, cool. That's what it goes to. Like it has him through different times where he goes back to his own body, but there's also another villain that's going back and forth. Like if you look at the cover, that's why I have all the different eras of Wolverine Yeah, because he's going through those different periods of jumping into those bodies, and everything. And I asked Mark, I was like, so did you like Days of Future Past? He's like, wait, oh yeah, no, yeah, it was pretty good. It was like, <laughs> it was better than what we expected it to be. I mean, the, the part of the problem too is we had to order issues one, two, and three before issue one even came out. So like, we don't know what to order. Do we just order to people that are reading X-Men oh, books? Yeah. Do we order to people that are just reading Wolverine books? Right. What do we do? So that's been un, unpleasant with them, but if X deaths of Wolverine as anything as good as lives, then I'm in. Like, I'm cool with it. I'm excited for more because this was weird but good. So, <laughs> it's standard X Men books nowadays. Like, chances are it'll be weird, 
Hopefully it'll be good. <laughs> this one does both. It does weird good. and good. Uh, Laura, anything else stand out to you this week? Mm, I know you didn't have really. a whole lot. Yeah. So you didn't have a whole lot of time to read this week, so yeah. I only the only other thing I read was She Hulk, and I just kind of thought I would jump in if you talked about it. Yep, that was gonna be my pick okay. of the week. Then I'll pass and let you handle mainly that later. Okay, Jared, what else do you have? Uh, Number 88 of Nightwing. Big surprise. Yep, Tom Taylor. It was good. It's been it's been no. really good. Because no, it's Tom it's Taylor. Been like the first one, it's yeah. like I get the comic and I'm like, oh, I've got to read this one first. It's been so good. See, for me, it's, all right, I'm saving this for last because yeah. it's Tom Taylor. I want to start off strong. Well, I guess this week <laughs> there was Nightwing that came out and Superman Sonic Hal-El came yeah. out in singles as well. Oh, I didn't see that one in the stack. It's subscriptions only, so I didn't bring it home. Oh, okay. Mm. But we'll be getting it in trade once it comes out in trade paperback. Yeah. I will be subscribed to that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably get that too. But uh, yeah, Nightwing, uh, Dick Grayson goes to, uh, if you remember, he uh, used his money he inherited from everything. Alfred, from Alfred, Alfred. And set up the Alfred Pennyworth Foundation to set up affordable housing and help people get off the streets and everything like that. Unlike well, Bruce Wayne, he's spending his money to do actual good. Right. Yeah. Not just Bruce beat people up. thought he was. Yeah. But uh, he's, you know, breaking ground at a new building he's starting to build. And the bad guys don't want him doing it because they're going to take all of their control, power, and money away from them by doing this type of project. So they send assassins after him. Multiples. And this is after Dick Grayson, not Nightwing, because they don't care about Nightwing. Yeah, they don't. Within reason, they don't care. Dick Grayson is the threat at this point. Yeah. Did they know Dick Grayson's secret identity? No. Okay. No. Just checking. But I thought it was really great. Um, The first assassin, her name was Gun Bunny. (laughs) I don't know much about her. I don't know if she's a new character, old character. I couldn't tell you anything about her. Uh, Everyone in this room. I don't remember ever reading about her before. Yeah. Everyone in this room, you'd be the one that would know about her. Right. And she might be obscure enough. I may have read read her in the past. I don't, she's not very memorable. But uh, she meets the Titans. And so do the other assassins. And, and Dick realizes, hey, just because I can do this alone, doesn't, doesn't mean I should. Mean I have to. And he has, br- issue, he, yeah. he has a brand new costume in this issue. Yep, Mr. Terrific shows up with a brand new costume for him. The him and, and Wally designed. Yep. So Wally runs him back with the Titans to take on the assassins. My favorite line from that was where Dick's like, well, I guess, like, Instead of Nightwing and my alter ego being Dick Grayson, no, now my alter ego is Nightwing because no one cares about Nightwing. Right. Dick Grayson has the target on his head. Right. It's like, all right, if I want to, if I want to be safe, I have to suit up and be a superhero. Right. But yeah, that was extreme. Tom Taylor's been knocking Nightwing out of the park. It's yeah. been really good. You can tell that Nightwing's one of his favorite characters. Yeah, cause... he's writing him so well, and he's written the Titans well in this. And I'll say, this is the true Titans, because it has Cyborg in it. Yes. They don't have, they don't, it's not, it's not, not Just League Justice Cyborg. Justice League punk. No, no. It is, like, Titans of old that... Yep, this is the new Teen be. Titans team of the 80s. Yeah. That everyone loves. This is the best Titans team right I here. Mean, Shoot, they made how many shows based off of that team? Like, come yeah. on, can't go wrong. Yep. Yeah, you can again. It shows that he is a true fan of Dick Grayson and just DC in general. Yeah. At that point. Yep. All right, and my pick of the week is what Laura teased earlier. That is She Hulk number one. Uh, big surprise! They're doing a She Hulk book when they already announced they're going to do a She Hulk TV show on Disney Plus this year. 
what are the odds? Pretty good. Uh, however, this is actually a good story. I, I really dug it. I don't normally care about She-Hulk. Same here. Um, but this one is pretty good where she is, quote, down on her luck, I guess. She's basically out of the Avengers. She's not with the Fantastic Four. She's trying to put Jennifer Walter, her, her life back together. So she's going to go to a new law firm. She has, like, $40 to her name. She only has one suit. And she leans on some people for help. Like, she got hired by someone at a law firm. And, like, yeah, the reason I hired you is because I don't want to go against you. That's a pretty good reputation at that yeah. point. So yep. that worked out. Yeah, I uh, loved how she stuck her in a closet, too. Like, her office was, a, like, just barely enough for her shoulders to get in. And, I felt and that's like. normal, Jennifer. Let alone <laughs> yeah. if, she hulked, if she she hulked out. <laughs> um, she has a nice little... Scrap with Titana, I think is the name. Yeah, Mary McFerrin. That was like the only thing I wrote down. She had a fight club with her. And they were fighting and like, hey, aren't you reformed? Like, yeah, but we still have a grudge. Like, wait, instead of of just fighting just because, can we like schedule this to just bluff some steam? Like, you're the only person I can, you know, I don't have to hold back and hit. Like, oh, yeah, same. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I got your number. I'll call you whatever. Like, (laughs) we're pals. I I just want to fight because I've been, I need to blow some steam. I think it's called frenemies. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> friends with fight benefits. Yep. <laughs> uh, at one point when they get ready to fight, she's like, all right, hold on. Before I Hulk out, like she starts stripping down and like, wait, what are you doing? Like, I'm not going to ruin my one suit. And after the fight, Titana lost. And she's like, I'm sorry. I was so sorry for all this. You know, do you need, can I spot you some, loan you some cash? Cause I, your life <laughs> looks pretty rough right now. And it was just like, Oh, for there is no money in heroing or heroing or heroining. Yes. Yeah, I also loved the way um, Jennifer kind of was like, you sound like you have a good life right now. You've got an apartment, you got a boyfriend, you got whatever. Like, why you want to throw it away just to have a grudge with me? Let's make this fight club so it's not, it's more on the up and up. Like, don't throw away what you have because I can see that I don't have that right now. She talked her way yeah. out of it. It wasn't mm-hmm. just, I'm going to beat you up just because I can, which is very not normal for comic books. Like, no, oh, yeah. instead of just solving the problems of the fighting, no, no, let's talk it out. And, like, cooler heads prevailed. And it was really cool. Um, I really like how she came up to Janet Van Dyne and Janet's like, oh, yeah, here's this apartment. I thought about selling it, but eh, who cares? By the way, all of your old clothes in there, everything, I haven't touched it at all. It's basically your house. And, like, mm-hmm. saved her out of, like, of living in the streets, basically. Like, here, here's this, like, super awesome apartment. All these clothes, everything. And there's a twist at the end that I don't want to give away of a returning character. Oh, yeah. I already forgot about it. But it was it was a fun, good read. Like, oh, hmm. I could definitely receive reading more of this because it's a good story. So that is She-Hulk number one. I didn't write down. Did you happen to write down the writer and artist? Nope. So For I, some reason, I did not. So I <laughs> I didn't bring it home because we're doing a Facebook live sale. I didn't want to take it when Mark could possibly sell it. So I just took a picture of it. We sold it out of the regular cover. So all we have is the variants. They don't have the names on the front. So sorry, folks. <laughs> but it's She-Hulk number one. It just came out. And yeah, you'll find it. It's Marvel. Yeah. I want to say, again, it is, it is better than it has any right to be. Like, oh, they're making this just because they're making a TV show. Oh, no. This is actually good, too. So, which I'm, I'm happy to be pleasantly surprised in that. Good. All right. So with that, we'll move on to the new weekly segment of Book Club, the podcast edition. Um, this one we ta- decided we're going to talk about Hawkeye by Matt Fraction and David Aha. although there's a whole bunch of other artists that they trade off back and forth throughout the whole series. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't want to, if you don't care about this part and you're almost done, don't bail on us yet. Uh, I will tell you next week, we're going to talk about Batman hush it will be our podcast book of the week that we'll discuss with spoilers and everything. Uh, that'll be just me and Jerry cause Laura will be at work and Adrian's out until April. So that's what we're talking about next week. If you won't, if you don't want to hear about Hawkeye, but if you do want to hear about Hawkeye, here we go. Uh, this series came out 2015. Thank you. Um, I wrote that. Good job. I'm glad someone took notes. Was it 15? I thought it was 12. Uh, I wrote 15. That might have been when the the omnibus came out. Right. That might be when. My bad. Yeah. I think the single issues came out in 2012. So, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Give or take three years. 2000 is when it came out. (laughs) Um,. It's a story about Clint Barton and him pairing up with Kate Bishop, where she was introduced in Young Avengers, and this is them actually, him becoming a mentor, but kind of like the worst mentor ever, yeah. that they fight about everything, because it's like a clashing of generations, really. Yeah. I love how this this whole book started, though. I wasn't expecting it to start. He's basically, you know, um, jumping off of a building, grappling to the to swing down and his rope breaks and he comes falling down crashing onto uh the roof of a car next scene is he is in the hospital with like a shattered pelvis three broken ribs strained your neck cracked your fibula like left clavicle right uh ulna and your spleen nearly ruptured a whole bunch of bad stuff because you are a human right and you fell off of a building right and then it's like six weeks later he's being wheeled out and once he's out of the hospital, he kicks the wheelchair into traffic. I loved it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. that's hilarious. Uh, the story, I, I will say for newer listeners, I don't know if this is the best, or new readers, this isn't necessarily the best thing to jump in at, because the story does jump around a lot. Yeah, yes. I was lost. Um, yeah, it does. It jumps around a lot and like, oh, this happened, and that, like Quentin Tarantino's the story a little bit. Yeah. But it also repeats a lot because it does different perspectives. It shows Clint's perspective, Kate's perspective. And there's even one that shows uh, the dog Lucky's perspective, which was my favorite issue by far. Yeah, it was, that was a great issue. It was adorable. Issue. Yep. Um, <laughs> but it does jump around a lot. Um, for me, I think the second half of the book is the best part. Uh, the first because the first half there's a whole bunch of miniature stories that go on. Like, oh, it introduces the tracksuit mafia. But then it jumps around, okay, well, now I'm going to deal with this flood and these neighbors, and then this, and then that, and then this. And then it finally starts to get traction with this hitman that comes in yeah, and starts to, okay, things are coming say, to a head now. Yeah, I would say this, the beginning stuff's important, though, like uh, the the um, it's eviction day. Uh, the tracksuit mafia is basically evicting people out of the building that they own because, hey, they're tripling rent out of nowhere. Right. They're like, yeah, it's in our legal right to do so. So Clint's kind of fighting that to begin with, and he's not... Really, with the law, technically, because right. well, they're within their legal right to do all of that, but he's fighting them on it. He is a he's a vigilante, like yeah, on, like not even hero, but vigilante. And but this, like I said, for me though, the story actually starts getting good. Yes, about midway through. Yes, um, I will agree because but, it's so disjointed. Then we actually get a full story, like an actual a normal storytelling style, where it's li- pretty linear, but in a good way. Right. Um, the art. I know we've talked about this before. It takes a little, some getting used to. It does. I was not a fan of the art. That's one of the reasons I hadn't read this book up until this point. But the more I read it, you you were right. The art actually fits the story really well, and it flows. Well, and even within it that, grows on you. of this giant book, 
<clears throat> it's the David Aha art that is the best because the, you can tell when they have different artists. Like, ooh, mm-hmm. this every once in a while, depending on which issue it is, uh, Kate Bishop, she looks like she's like 40. Sometimes, like, yeah. they, they do, like, weird lines on her face, like, oh, yeah. you look really old. Yeah, like, there's been times where I'm like, who is that? Is that Kate? Yeah. You know? The, At, when she's out west in California. Yes. There's a couple of times. Yep. And yeah. the whole her and, and the weird mask. dress thing. Yeah. She, yeah. She like, weird, wears some really weird clothes. I don't fashion, but, like. Yeah, they're a little weird. There's some yeah. weird stuff. Some yep. of it was, like, her, even her body. Like, sometimes she's got, like, a shape. And then when she went out west, all of a sudden she's a tiny little stick. And I'm like, yeah. she had some curves before. Yeah. And it makes her look really weird to be in that weird dress with no curves. I think that's when they traded off artists. So mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, David Aha does the Clinton Barton story. I don't know who the other artist was. You do the oh, Kate she... Bishop story. Yeah. It's hard to keep track of it because within an omnibus, it doesn't show, oh, now this is this one. There's this one, that one. Now, if oh. you'd read in the smaller volumes of trades, yeah. it does the, oh, this is this run by this artist. It's yeah. still fractioned as the writer, but right. this person do the art. Right. Yeah, one thing I miss since I kind of was hopping back and forth between our omnibus print and the Unlimited app and at the beginning of all the unlimited issues, it still has that, you know, the the teaser thing where they give you the recap and okay. say, and it was funny because Matt Fraction would occasionally be like, I've told you this before. I'm not telling you again. And or he would write the same thing again. And he'd be like, told you so. <laughs> like he, he within, was getting snippy like within with the you. notes of the issue itself and everything. Yeah. That, that beginning page, like, you know, how when you write or open up Spider-Man, he was bit by a radioactive spider. Like it's the same Every paragraph every time and then maybe a couple other sentences but usually matt's couple other sentences where you know what's going on you're reading yeah. come on so yeah it is not a good introductory to comics not really um, it jumps I, around too much it's not linear i will yeah, say i got so frustrated it with the is timelines arguably the best hawkeye story i'd agree with that i mean I'm not a huge Hawkeye fan, so I haven't read a I lot think, of his there's stuff. There's not a whole but... lot to pick from. Right. That's oh. just Hawkeye-centric. I didn't think about that. Um, but you can definitely see the inspiration that they did for the Hawkeye TV series. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, the first definitely. couple issues, you have a lot that they took right out into the show. Like, oh, all right, yeah. The, there's a car chase with the... Uh, on the bridge. Tra- yeah, on the bridge. They don't do it at shot for shot or anything like that. And they like swap that. positions of who's driving versus who's yeah. shooting. But I was like, oh, that's definitely the same kind of car. Yeah. I don't know if it's the exact same car, but it's a very similar yeah. car. And they made a deal about the car. They don't, it's not the same reasons why they were driving it, right. but, oh, they're on but the bridge. And definitely the trick see the, uh, you see the plunger arrows yeah. in, in, the comic, in the comic here. So there's yep. And I love the line that I think they even used it in the show where um, the he, he was driving in the comic. Or no, she was driving in the comic, and he she's he, handing him arrows, and he's like, hand me this certain arrow. And she's like, if you would label these things, I could get you the right arrow. And they even mentioned, <laughs> yeah. we need tape. Yeah. Because like, well, yeah. what if you would have got the tape that I asked for, they would be labeled, you right. give me the right ones. Right. Yeah, a big disconnect between the show and movies and this, too, that threw me off was in the movies, he has a wife, and you kind of don't realize that at first. And in this one, like, I guess at some point he had a wife. Because they showed his ex-wife. He's, yeah. But he's a actually, lot more of a scoundrel because he's un, unattached at this point. Although at one point, like, they said he had a, like, almost girlfriend. But I was really confused because, like, this, these three women just showed up. Yeah, it was and the And you couldn't three, figure out who they were. Three women in his life. His work wife, which is Black Widow. His current slash ex-wife, which is Mockingbird. Then his friend that is a girl. 
Spider Woman. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure that it was Spider Woman for like four issues, and I was like, this is dumb. Like, give us some idea who this woman is. Like, some brunette who's well, mad at him. Well, and some of the art with them, too, like, we mentioned the clothes. It seemed like they were wearing, like, the Roaring Twenties style clothes. Like, why are they wearing that? Yeah, yeah That's because... That's very bizarre. I thought that was Natasha. That was the only way I could tell Black Widow, because she had, like, the belt. That's kind yeah. of her thing. Yeah. right. But it also, yeah, looks like so, 20 style. Yeah, so it was, I don't, like, were they at a costume party, maybe? And they are still keeping their, their costumes with it? I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, that threw me off a lot. and kind of made me angry. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, getting past, you know, the first weirdness... It was good I, overall. Like, right. But I still think the first stuff was I, – I do think it was good. You did. I think it would have, be, would have been better if it was more linear. Uh, there, I mean there was a couple of throwaway issues. Yeah. Like the – there was one they, they handle Hurricane Sandy, which at the time when it came out was pretty cool because it came out like a month after the hurricane actually oh, hit. Yeah. Too. I remember when the single issue came out. I was like, oh, that's – that was pretty fast turnaround. Yeah. I mean I think the art kind of reflects it because it wasn't the best. Right. Yeah. But it was still like, oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, one of the weirdest but most fun, I guess, is the superhero cartoon episode where Clint's neighbors come over and they're dish satellites out because he shot an arrow through it. Oh, yeah. And they, the, the kid will not – like, it's Christmas. We have to watch our Christmas marathon. And he's like, all right, come on over. You can watch ours, whatever. And they do a Avengers-style kids Christmas show. Um it is, so it has Y'all Dog, the Yall, the proud pooch of power representing the Persian holiday Yalday or Y'all Day, uh, Rama in pajamas, which was pretty good. That, uh, go that, ahead. that was not in the Unlimited app. I am angry oh, now. Oops. No wonder I was so upset with this whole thing. The Unlimited app is not doing it justice. I'll have to go back and read the book. Then there's the Santalope, which is the Santa Antelope. Uh, Samantha Hain, the Pagan Princess, uh, Kwanzaa Gator, which is mm. pretty good, and then my favorite, Menorable, where it's a cat <laughs> with a menorah on its head. Oh, I thought it was going to be a bull of some sort, like nope. a Taurus. Menorable. <laughs> it's adorable, but with yeah. the menorah. Uh, and it was a really cool, fun side story that, like, oh, there's this other dog that has no powers, a la Hawkeye, that everyone else <laughs> that has powers, they're captured and caught or whatever, and all right, well, we're doomed. Well, we'll just have, we'll call the guy that no one expects because they have no powers and come in and save the day. So I'm so mad that I didn't know that. It was cute and ridiculous. Yeah. It, it was definitely out of place, but with like... Oh, very oh, much so, but it fit. It seems like that issue probably came out like the week of Christmas, just probably. because. Could be, yeah. And it seemed like there were like four Christmas issues, which really threw me off too. There, It was definitely <laughs> that time, yeah. I mean, but I mean, so is the Hawkeye TV show is a Christmas show. So it worked but out. But it, it seemed like there were four issues spread out, but not a full year's worth. You know what I mean? It yeah. seemed like I could have sworn that there was like an October issue. Like there were some that had real dates. And then like an issue or two later, it was Christmas again. And I was like, it's only been five issues. I don't uh, understand. <laughs> comic book time. It's, yeah. It, it's tiny whammy. It's weird. Yeah. But Yeah. Overall, there's a whole lot of stuff in this in these volumes. Uh, we had the hardcover that retailed originally for hundred dollars. There is a wow. soft cover out right now. I believe it is for forty five instead. That has the same amount of content, just soft cover. Uh, all right, at a five scale rating, one being awful, five being the best. Jared, what would you give it? I would give it 
a and if you, four. If you want, you can compare it as a regular comic book or as a Hawkeye book. Um, it's it's a Hawkeye book. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's definitely a Hawkeye. It's book. not your Joe Schmo. Anybody can pick it up. And yes. Read yeah. Um, the nonlinear stuff was getting. I, I can't Rough. say annoying because some of it, like it actually worked really well. Like there's uh, some spots where. Like you'd said, I think you said this earlier, maybe it was when we were talking off of uh, mics. The three uh, perspectives? Yeah, the three perspectives, like they had the same story arc, but one was um, Hawkeye's, one was Kate's, and one was Lucky's, the dog. Yeah, which that issue was my favorite one. Yeah, it was 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 perspective. Yeah, it was all Lucky's perspective, and uh, the dialogue was all scribbly lines, except for the words that he knew. Like the commands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the commands, and then uh, there would be... uh, little icons on things to what he would recognize, you know, as uh, this is Hawkeye's area. This is Kate's area, yeah. you know. These like people, attributes of the person. These right. are the people that used to abuse me. And it was it These people give like me that through the entire building. Like uh, he knows who's in which apartment uh, he's walking by, uh, going up and down the steps. He knows everything. He knows the bad guys, you know. He's, I like that one too because that was the first one we saw. So like all the other two stories gave us actually – like full on what happens. Like right. this is the dog's perspective of what happened. Now let's see how this actually played out with the full dialogue. Right. Because some of the words that he, Lucky recognized was the dialogue that the exactly. characters actually used as yeah. well. Yeah, and if you go back to that. those issues, it's like the dialogue matches. So I really liked that. Um, another issue was um, later on in the series, it was um, Hawkeye gets attacked. Hawkeye and his brother, which I did not know he had a brother Barney. until this. Barney Barton. Barney Barton. But <laughs> so they get attacked by an assassin, and it's he. they stab him in the ear or something. It's kind of... He gets ear damage. Yeah, he gets ear damage, and he's basically deaf now. So the next issue was like... Um, uh, it was all ASL. Side all language. ASL, and even the issue after that... If somebody turned their head away from him, it would just be a white box to where he couldn't hear it. Which is a cool. So he couldn't like that. read their lips yeah. or anything like that. So I thought that was really neat, also. So there were some really good things in this book. I would probably give it a four out of five, just because of how unique it was. The story itself was really good. Um, the I, later half saved it. Yes, the later half saved it. Like the if first it, half is a little rough. It's, it's yes. Readable. If you would have just had me read the vo- first volume, I probably would have given it a, a two. Two to three, yeah. maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm but sitting here thinking. It's, but after reading the whole thing, like the first part is good because of the second. It, it, it pays off. It pays off. So I really enjoyed it. I was surprised. I This was one that I wasn't expecting liking this much. And Laura, I don't know if you want to give it a grade since you haven't had a chance to read all of it yet. No, I was uh, confirming what he said. I was thinking the whole time, it's a two, but if continuing on like i got to that point like i'm barney was just introduced when i was like oh there's so much to read and i keep falling asleep and i can't do it anymore like i at first i thought this is too much to read but now i understand from your review you needed to read all of it and that's what's going to make it better so i'll probably try and finish it later because yeah i'm also hoping that issue you mentioned where they they went over the story event three times I felt like they did that, and they did that, and they did that, and then they still didn't address what happened. And I'm like, if this guy matters enough to have three issues about him there and was, what happened, yeah. they must come back and do something do. for him. Yeah, yeah. they do. Okay. The one where he gets stabbed in the ear, there's like two issues of 
just filler. Re- it was filler, and then they come back to it later. I'm like, that's that is a cliffhanger that they should have addressed in the next issue instead of having those filler issues. Yeah. So was it Christmas again? I don't remember <laughs> what the yeah. And so I haven't finished it yet either. I'm I'd say about two thirds of the way done with it. Um, and I I read it when it was in single issues when it first came out, and I loved it. I think this is one of the few stories. That it works better in single issues than it does binging. I like, agree. Like, read an issue, then set it down. Yes. Come back. To the, even if it's just the next day, read an issue, set it down. Uh, because you need to digest it a little bit. And because of the repetition, right. especially, of the, right. oh, the same story three times, it's good to have that buffer in between. It is. Because when you're reading it all straight through... It's like when you there start to retell some of those stories, it's like, okay, what what's going on? For one, didn't we just do this? Yeah, and right. since it's already disjointed, you're yeah. like, wait, like, I swear that this did already happen. Right. And so is it just a, out of order? separation there, you could say, okay, oh, yeah, that's going on. But now and, it's, oh, I see what's going on. And some of the know. jokes, they run stale if you read it all together. Like, yeah. Like uh, when the tracksuit mafia that says bro all the time, it's funny. In small doses. So if yes. you just do it at time to time, that's fine. But By if you binge it, it, it's like, okay, yes, I get it. Their shtick is bro. And then their F word is futzing. Yeah. So, which that's funny. Just to like, oh, that's how they get around that. Right. And not only Clint says it, but Kate says it too. Like, I don't know if she always said it or they just picked it from this or whatever. But right. I bet she picked it up. Yeah. I um, did like the very, very comic book villains, but they're all mobbed up like the tracksuit mafia yeah then there was the bell hops oh, yeah. later on <laughs> and then the, and then the nurses. nurses and everything yeah and the circus hello nurse and, and some of the side stories i liked like when kate uh separates and goes off to la for a little while it is a west coast hawkeye then we have clint on the east coast during that time i liked her story better than his because his like more oh i'm getting beat up and my brother's yeah. here now versus hers like okay i'm trying to build a life yeah i met some people trying to be a hero for hire you know then there's this other thing that's going on like it was her developing as a character and it was really cool the art i was a little iffy on yeah. but it, it, at least it showed i'm glad it was a different artist because it's a different perspective of her, yeah. her story versus his story and lucky went with her and lucky went with her he, she did not take he lucky made a choice yeah she did not take him yeah. he left clint um, but for me as a Hawkeye story, five out of five, like if you are a fan of Hawkeye from the shows and the movies, you should read this book. Uh, yeah. Um, I'd agree. Now, if you were just looking at a standard comic book, uh, I would say if you're a Marvel person, four out of five, if you're just a generic comic, like, Hey, I just want to read comics three out of five. So for me, I, yeah. think I have to give it different grades because it has such a different, perspective at it that you can look at it has just like the story it had three perspectives yeah i look at this with three different perspectives as well yeah i could see that um if i was looking at at a comic just a comic not marvel not anything i would probably give it a two out of five just because they jump around they repeat they do the different perspective it's not it's not an easy read to like there's times i'm like i don't know what's going on because like the the same thing's happening right you know so it's if it was linear, I think it would have been better. Yeah. Yeah, even with the timestamps, there was one specific issue that it was like, this is happening on these dates. And I was even lost, even though they timestamped it for right. me. Right. And I had to bu- flip back right. and forth and was be like, wait, that what? Still and right. Like when he was trying to build his VCR or his stereo. Yeah, sound. I think that yeah. was and, it. And this was great, don't get me wrong, but I don't think you need to do time 
going back and forth or Quentin yeah. Tarantinoing it you in do- a Hawkeye story. Right. You're you're being artsy fartsy just for the sake of it. Exactly. I think it would have worked better even in a Batman book to where there'd be a mystery or a detective thing going on to where those different perspectives would add to the story. This, it, it was it's, good. It's him building a stereo. Yeah. We don't need the suspense of, well, why are you building a stereo? Right. And mm-hmm. why is Tony Stark there and even he can't figure it out? Right. Well, I did enjoy that joke. Yeah, I did too. But it, I did it's too. not critical. Yeah, Tony's like, yeah. cut the green wire. And he... <laughs> cut all the wires. Yeah. We'll start from scratch. Like, it was good, but yeah. That's that's why, like, just as if someone were in a person, hey, I'll read a book. This is not my go-to to hand you to read. No. If you say, hey, I love Hawkeye. I've watched the shows. I've watched <laughs> the movies. What should I read? This Absolutely is the, this one. Yes. Even I mean, if it's Marvel, this is actually one of, I think, is one a better Marvel story even. Yeah. You know? So that, that's why, like, Hawk, if you're a Hawkeye fan, five out of five. Yeah. My uh, my opinion, it is a four out of five. It's a solid four out of five. Yeah. And that's my middle ground. If you're, yeah. and that's with the caveat, you have to know and care about Marvel specifically. Yeah. You yep. can't just be like, oh, I love comic books. In now, if, uh, if the show wouldn't have come out, like, I don't read Hawkeye much. I, I know who Kate Bishop is, but I don't know anything about her. The show helped me with this. Yeah. Because I could actually put a, a character with this starting out already i already had an idea of who she was as a person what she's gonna you know how snarky she can be because the show took a lot of inspiration from this book this matched what i saw in the show it wasn't a complete 180 character revamp you know yeah i would have had no idea who kate was from just the book at first like it was good to have a base oh yeah and i would have picked it and i'm not saying that if you don't know who Kate Bishop is, this isn't the book for you. It's very, very yeah, easy. To, there. If you don't yeah, know who Kate Bishop is. They tell you pretty quickly who she is, what she's there for, everything like that. If you don't know who she is and you like her in the shows, you have to read Young Avengers first. Because that's her actual origin yeah. in comic books was right. in Young Avengers. And you don't need that for this at all. No, this but is I do like standalone. the beginning of this issue, the, the series, though. It had a snippet from Young Avengers where they're on a, it was a whole different artist and everything. They're on a horse ride and everything. Oh, and, yeah, because okay. I actually... The, is that the... That's the omnibus one? Yes, that's, yeah. that's the omnibus. The, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of nice. They throw that little snippet in there. Yeah, that with is that. from uh, Young Avengers Presents, issue number six. Okay. Which takes place after the Young Avengers main story and it introduces when Clint and Kate meet for the first time. Hmm. I actually thought okay. that I read the wrong book to begin with because Unlimited does not start with that. There's, and... So even though it says Marvel Unlimited, it's not everything, folks. You well, need the you need the books. It is it is in there. It just wasn't as convenient. Like bundled. Yeah. Like they I was reading them in single issues. Okay. But yeah, honestly, I think that you need both because, like I said, the beginning pages were funny and useful, and the the letters pages, the Arrow Mail, because I don't know if anyone noticed that the dog used to be named Arrow, and he renamed him Lucky and Pizza yeah. Dog. So I thought that um, was pretty good. So you should get both. You need the hardcover book and the unlimited app so that you can. But we don't check sell the unlimited, out. so get the book yeah. from us. Book first. Books are always better yeah. first. So we'll move <laughs> on from that. Again, a reminder, folks, if you forgot from twenty minutes ago, half hour ago, next week we're talking about Batman Hush. That'll be the next uh, podcast book club book we're talking about. More Batman, but it's one I I have read, but it's been a very long time. Jared, I know you said you've read it, but it's probably been a long time for you been as well. A while, yeah. So. I know I've never I've, read it, but I'll. I know try I to forgot hide. more than I've read. So. Uh, Jim Lee does the art for it, so the art is solid. It's very good. So yeah, that'll be next week's episode. 
But now we will end with the part that Jared always forgets about. Dang it. And that is our (laughs) heroes of the week. Let it be comic book or otherwise. I'll go first to buy a little bit of time. And I want to say Jana Van Dyne for being a good friend to She-Hulk, for helping (laughs) her out in her time of need when she is down on her luck, nowhere to live, no clothes. And Jana's like, yeah, here you go. I saved everything. You're good. Mm -hmm. So she rescued her so she can live her life. Yep. She flew in out of nowhere. Well, uh, she called, so. <laughs> uh, Laura, do you have a hero ready? I think that I'm going to pick Lucky, the pizza dog. Cause He's a good he, dog. Yep. He helped out uh, Clint when he needed it, and, like, kind of metaphorically, too. Clint needed someone to save and, like, take care of, and pizza dog filled that need for Clint in the, the beginning issues of the book. And I was glad that he he came in, and at first he's like, this isn't my dog to the vet. And eventually the vet just kept saying, your dog this, your dog that. And he's like, it's not my dog. It's not my dog. Okay, Okay, it's it's my my dog. dog. Yeah. (laughs) And with it being Arrow, I thought that was really funny that he's like, no, I don't like that name. It's like, that was the perfect name. He should have kept it. It's not as good as Bitewing. Yeah. Bitewing's better. I do love Bitewing. So, Jared, who's your your hero of the week, Um, comic book or otherwise? I'm going to go with Barbara Gordon because in the Nightwing series – you know, Nightwing's going to break ground, and he's she's like, dude, you're going. They're going to try to kill you with this. And he's like, I'm still going. Which she's like, okay, well, I'm going too. And she calls in the Titans as backup. It's like, okay, she's as stupid as he's being. She's got his back, and she does. You know, there's no. It's just, hey, Dick Grayson's in trouble. Titans are there. No well, problem. And I want to do an honorable mention for my hero of the week where it is going to be Haley, a.k.a. Bitewing, because she's super stubborn and won't yes. change her mind That's on this. right. And it's just like him. And, and, and agrees with Barbara that yeah. he needs help. I love that. It was a running and gag. And Bitewing goes with Barbara. Right. She's got him on the leash at the event and everything. And she's <laughs> like, hey, it's not my fault. I'm just listening to the dog. That's she's right. very stubborn. Yeah, she is. <laughs> like, their little play there. Yeah. So. So with that, we will say thank you for listening, everybody. Hopefully we are entertaining enough. If not, then maybe next week you should still subscribe and listen and share. Yep. Give us another chance. Yeah. We'll get better. Tell uh, us what we did wrong. Yeah. Or tell us what tell us what we did right. Yeah, that's better. Well, that's, that's what I want to hear. I don't, I, don't be, I don't hear a bunch of yes men saying, yes, that was good. Yes, that was great. So, yes, sir. Yeah. Make sure you say Jared's the best one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, Tom Taylor's the best one. Come on. Yeah, Tom Taylor rules. (laughs) So, yeah, we will be back next week with more comics, more talking, more tangents probably. Uh, And, yeah, we'll be in your feed next time. Follow us on MySpace. (laughs) 